You may remember Eric Dievendorf as the former Syracuse University basketball player everyone loved to hate. The trash talk, the tattoos, the snarl. Standing on top of the table after drilling a three-point shot that didn't count. And the six overtimes of college basketball history that followed. But do you know Eric Dievendorf now? The father, the mentor, the coach, the fundraiser. Dievendorf joins me on the Syracuse Sports Podcast this week to discuss a special coat drive he's doing in central New York with another harsh winter at hand. We also discuss if Dievendorf has the itch to return to the court full-time. He does have an endorsement from a pretty big name there. How Bayheim's army has taken over the summer. What it's like to go from playing for Hall of Fame coach Jim Bayheim to coaching with Hall of Fame coach Jim Bayheim. We take a look at the current Orange roster and what they can blossom into in the coming season. And do Eric's kids have a little bit of dad's competitive side? So here with Eric Dievendorf. And Eric, you have something really special going on yep. this time of the year. It's the holiday season and there's a lot of causes that people are passionate about. And, and you have one that's not only something that's that's seasonal in terms of it's the time to give. It's it's literally seasonal right. this time of the year. Absolutely. Tell us about it. Um, well, yeah, we're having a coat drive. I actually just um, came up with it probably about a week ago, uh, a coat and hat drive. So um, donating, you know, rarely used coats or uh, brand new coats and hats. Um, so I just put it out there on social media, on Twitter, and, you know, the power of Twitter kind of took over. Um, you know, I got now I have five um, donation drop-off spots. Um, we have one the most downtown, um, Lacey's Top of Bar, downtown North Syracuse, uh, Boys and Girls Club Street um, on Hamilton, Hamilton Street, Boys and Girls Club, and then uh, the two others would be uh, Terra Tweet, or Terra Key, excuse me, downtown on uh, Washington Street, and then the other one is Evergreen Pub, right downtown on Water Street. So we got a lot of momentum going just from Twitter. Um, and, you know, the community is once again responded and, and we have a good uh you know a good thing going right now so we're collecting coats yep. and hats for kids right and it, we were, you and i were chatting a little bit before we started recording here i, I found when you kind of ask for help from the community the more specific you can be the better and right. money is great and certain things right. are great but this is a cause that everybody can relate to having kids stay warm right. in these harsh central new york winters that's something we all can help out with. oh absolutely so we're not we're not going to do uh cash donations we're just going to do strictly uh coats and hats um yeah and, and i know a lot of people probably have extra coats or, or coats that you know they've had from over the years that they're not wearing that they give away so um like you said there's plenty of kids out here that need it especially right here in, in uh in syracuse so um you know, the more the better. You have kids now, I have kids, right. and you know, you find how quickly they outgrow stuff. Absolutely. And even just a year, like, right. wow, you just wore that coat last winter, you've outgrown it, but somebody out there could need it right. and could use it. So you just you said it, we've all got those coats sitting in the closet, and yep. it's that time of the year we're digging in there, like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is something that I could help somebody else out with. So Eric just gave us all the locations there, and you can check Eric's Twitter feed. Yep. Uh, for those that don't know, tell us what that is. Uh, it's at E-D-E-V-E-N-D-23. Um, so, yeah, I just posted all the all the sites and uh, uh, donation drop-offs, and, and I usually tweet something out every day about it just to keep a reminder um, for those people who miss the tweets. That, that's uh, something to ask, too. So how long are, are we doing this drive for? Um, so we'll be um, collecting donations until December 15th at all five locations, and then December 17th we'll have a handout of the donations at the most. So um, we'll do that from 10 to 5, usually the, the regular business hours um, for the most on the weekend. 
or until all the coats and hats are gone. So um, hopefully um, we get enough donations to where um, we have a lot of kids that are happy. Excellent. Eric, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, here you are and we're actually chatting in kind of the, the locker room at, at the Mellow Center here right, yeah. of, of this team. And, you know, you've come full circle as, as a player and, and you left and you, you did some professional work mm -hmm. and now you're back here at Syracuse. So, you know, people locally certainly have seen you and know what you're up to, but if somebody's kind of dropping in on this podcast and they don't know what you're up to these days, tell us what you're doing with Syracuse University uh, basketball now. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I was overseas for uh, seven years and this will be my second year actually coming up being on staff here at SU Coach. Um, Know, was grateful enough to give me an opportunity last year um, to let me come on staff and, and be the assistant strength and conditioning. So this will be my second year coming up. Um, you know, super excited again. Um, you know, started off 4-0. So, you know, just looking to um, help the guys as much as I can with my knowledge that I've, you know, um, had coming up through the program. Um, so, you know, just just grateful for Coach Bayham to give me this opportunity and excited. Strength and conditioning is such an interesting thing because there's so much science today, and, and you know more than ever as an athlete, right. no matter what sport you play, what's good to put in your body, what's not to put in your body. Training is, has always been a part of it, but how do you find these kids come in and their knowledge of it? Are they ahead of the game? Like, are they realizing how important it is to eat the right things and to yeah. work out? And so you're, you're not telling them what to do. You're kind of telling them the best way to do it. Is that the right way to put it? Absolutely. And I think nowadays kids are a little bit more advanced. Um, you know, I think even back when I was playing 10 years ago, um, you know, it was still it, – it was more up and coming with, you know, with the technology as far as, um, you know, weight training and, and eating right. But even more so now, you know, um, you know, with the social media and everything like that, you know, kids can really – uh, just you know, look it up and, and figure out you know the best thing to eat and put in their body, and then um, you know, obviously as the training you know keeps getting better and better each year, um, you know, we as a strength and conditioning staff find out um, better ways to be able to put you in better positions to perform well on the court. So um, um, I think the guys are you know they they know what to do, but we're just here to kind of guide them in the right direction and um, you know put them in, in in great positions to succeed out on the court. You get to work as part of a, a great staff here with strength yeah. and conditioning and things that Ryan Cabillas and the crew does here yeah. is incredible. What's it like to to work with those those guys and, and what are you learning in, in doing this? Well, you know these guys were here when I was here, you know, and everybody was really here when I was here playing. So I'm I'm familiar. It's like family, um, you know, ten plus years I've known everyone here. So. Um, super comfortable and yeah, I'm learning from them each and every day too. Um, you know, new stuff as far as, you know, me and Brad go back and forth. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on that vegan kick a little bit. Really? So I haven't, haven't been eating meat probably, um, you know, last six to eight months. I haven't had any meat, so um, yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up. How's yeah, that yeah, going? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be okay because I, I have my little uh, uh, thing going on each day and, you know, I've been good with it. So me and um, the trainer, Brad Pike, kind of go back and forth and, and share ideas on that. So, um it's helped me. I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but, um, you know, it's helped me. And, you know, it's fun to be able to kind of, you know, bounce stuff off each other. You know, um, you know myself, Brad, and Ryan, um, like I said, I've known them for, you know, 10-plus years. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's fun. What does a vegan eat on Thanksgiving? Oh, well, I'm not, you know, not all the way vegan, but okay. vegetarian. Okay. So I got to, let me correct myself okay. on that. But, um I, I don't know, man. I guess we'll just have to see. But you, you know what? You, you know what? Being, a lot of side dishes exactly. equal, equal the main dish. A lot of a lot of side dishes. Obviously, you know, turkey is a, is the number one thing. But I, you know, obviously, I'm cutting that out. But um, you got to be real creative, man. You gotta you know you gotta do a lot of research and and, and stuff and and put a lot of stuff together that you might not have before and, and see what you can come up with and hopefully it tastes good. But um, you know, I'm I'm doing good, man. My energy levels are up. I'm sleeping better. So um, you know, it's something different. You get to come here to, to the Mellow Center every day and be a part of the strength and conditioning staff, but 
When did it really occur to you that maybe coaching is something you would want to do? Is it something you've always wanted to do, or did it come after you left here? I think with me, um, what I really like doing is, is helping guys, you know, get better. And, um, you know, I always had somebody growing up, you know, helping me get better. And, and, and I think I know the game enough to be able to uh, share my knowledge with these guys. And I've, you know, I've had a lot of experiences, you know, playing here, obviously under Coach Banheim, and then being able to go overseas and, and experience that and playing for, uh, you know, different coaches and, and experience, you know, their perspective on the game. So. Um, I have a lot of different perspectives that I can kind of take from and, and, and put it into my own. So I think that's just what I really like doing and I think I'm, you know, I'm good at doing is uh, relating to the kids and, and, and getting um, the best out of them. And um, you know, I think when you do that, that's the name of the game nowadays. You, you want to be able to have the kids play for you because you know, a lot of kids, if, if you can't relate to them, then they're not going to go hard for you. And so um, I think I'm good at relating to the guys and, and it helps that I can still play a little bit so if they um, you know, want to get smart and talk a little trash, and we're just going to go ahead and check it up and go one by one. But um, I, I really enjoy, you know, um, you know, teaching these guys and, and helping them. It's, it's it's really rewarding. What do these guys remember about your playing days? I mean, they have YouTube and everything, and they can go look it up. But, you know, when they talk to you about when you played here, what, what kind of conversations do they have? Um, well, I mean, if, if we want, they want to have conversations, like I said, we'll just go right now and play. You know, it's not, it's not too much uh, – um, far-fetched that I can still play you know but um we don't really have too much I don't want to kind of bring up those I want to kind of help them and, and, and uh, see what they can do to get better you know so it's about them um, I don't try to make it a lot about me and, and, and tell how I used to do it it's you know if I see a little something that maybe can help them then I'm going to tell them but you know they got to kind of go out there and, and figure it out on their own and then you know when they make a mistake that's when you know myself or, or GMAC or Red or Griff are there to kind of you know guide them back in the right direction and keep them on track. You mentioned you can still play we've really enjoyed seeing you and, yeah. and Bayheim's army over yeah. the past few summers here. What, what an amazing thing that has become so that tells you you can still play a little bit. Yeah. You get the itch to look around absolutely. to you yeah. know can I still do this somewhere yeah. I mean how, how does that process go for Oh, absolutely. I mean, definitely from the summer, I, I definitely got that itch to, to go back and play again and, and, and try to see if I can go do it for some money. It's tough to be able to, um, you know, try to hop right back in after you take a year off. Um, you know, it's just, you know, the business side of things, you know, and, and that's just how it is. But, um, you know, I'm happy and, and fortunate enough to be here and, and to be able to share, you know, my knowledge, like I said, with these guys. Um, so I'm just fortunate to have Coach um, let me get this opportunity. You got a big endorsement to come back and play lately. Did you see that? I didn't. Was? I didn't. Fran Fraschilla. Oh, Fran. Oh, yeah. yeah reaching Fran. out to his European yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah, Fran's a good guy. He, I mean, if anyone's going to get it done, it might be Fran. So, you know, I appreciate that. Fran's, Fran's a good guy. Absolutely. Okay, we're in the Mellow Center, so maybe the room's bugged. I don't know. But okay. Going from playing for Coach Beheim to coaching mm -hmm. with Coach Beheim, what, what's that transition been like for you? Um, well, well, now I get to sit in behind the scenes and, and after the, the meetings, after the games and, and the meetings during the week. So, um, you know, I get to kind of hear everything that he, he gets to say uh, about the guys, um, you know, behind closed doors. But, I mean, it's just, you know, what opportunity to be able to, um, you know, just pick a Hall of Famer's brain and, and sit back and, and, you know, see how he th sees things and, and um, you know, how he looks at the game. Um, you know, nobody's going to get a chance to be able to do that. Um, so just just grateful and, and you know I've learned so much just you know even in these past two years uh, being here with him and you know how to approach the game differently and, and you know how to look at it from the coach's side of things um, opposed to a player's side. Was there a moment when you found yourself okay you're removed from Syracuse you're playing or maybe even when you came back here and coached and you said 
damn, that's what he meant by that. Maybe something that you kind of, it was noise when he coached, but you're like, okay, that lesson has settled in now, and that's why he told me to do that. No question, absolutely. I mean, whether it's just movement in the zone or, uh, you know, just coming off a pick and roll and, and seeing a different type of read. You know, now when you see it from, you know, with the coaches and, and watching that film with the coaches, you see their perspective and, and you see what he's talking about. You know, when you're playing and you're young, um, you know, you just want to get to the basket, score the ball, or um, you know, whatever it is, make a play. But uh, really sitting down and watching the film and breaking it down with the coaches, you know, you see it from their perspective and you understand um, what they're trying to get out of this play or what they're trying to get out of this, you know, defensive movement um, and what they want to happen. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Looking back on it, Eric, and, and you were not a one and done, but you're somebody who you know did leave early, and that's right. kind of become the theme in college basketball mm-hmm. these days. You know, for better or worse. When you look back on it, do you regret that decision, or how do you look on it? Well, I mean, I've been asked this question, you know, several times. I don't want to say I regret it because it's, you know, um, put me in the position I'm in today. And, you know, you everything you do, you learn from, you know, good or bad. So uh, I'm definitely super grateful to be here and, and have the opportunity to do this. Um, you know, if I knew what I did now back then, you know, obviously I would have stayed, yeah, and, and, and you know, tried to break that all-time scoring record up here. But, um you know, we live and we learn, and, and, and I'm happy where I'm at right now and, um, you know, to help these guys here get better. Eric, uh, you're helping kids in central New York with your coat drive. You're helping these kids yep. in coaching, but you're a father. Yep. And I saw on Twitter recently that, you know, the feeling you get in watching your own kids yeah. play. So what are they up to, and, and what's, what's the proud papa watching uh, your kids do these days? So my oldest, Madeline, she's nine. Uh, right now she's pretty heavy in swimming right now yeah so she um she's actually swimming for liverpool jets kind of like a aau program okay. i guess you if you would yeah. compare it to basketball um they have uh, meets every other weekend against um you know central new york baldwinsville mexico and uh you know, other little cities around here so it's it's pretty cool to be able to see her get out there and compete she has a little mean streaky look competitive streak so hopefully uh she can keep that going man and uh, but it's just fun at you know especially at a young age. And, and, and then my youngest one, uh, seven, she's, she's doing cheerleading, so she's not really in the competitive stage yet, just kind of. Oh, that can get competitive Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So she's still in the learning stage. But uh, like you said, just to be able to see your kids uh, grow up and compete. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I know how my parents felt now. You know, it, it's a good feeling to be able to see them do that. So hopefully they continue. Different sports, you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but. You ever watch and be like, okay, I see a little bit of dad and what they're doing. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, especially in in the swim meets, I see her. Um, you know, she's after she's like, oh, dad, see, you see me beat beat so and so, and I'm like, well, you know, it's it's about the time that you get. But I can see the competitiveness in her, and and um, you know, obviously, you need that to be able to you know be good at something. You got to be have a passion and, and, and a love for it, and um, you know, hopefully, she continues doing it. If not, you know, hopefully, it's something else. Okay, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a little bit about the current team yeah. that you're coaching here. As we speak, uh, you're coming off a, a win over Oakland mm-hmm. uh, and getting ready for a game against Toledo. Very busy stretch, so yeah. that's where the strength and conditioning coach comes right. in, playing Absolutely. three games and a very busy stretch here. I, let me just ask you, you know, 4-0, what, what have you seen from these guys, good, bad, and ugly? Um, well, I think, you know, defensively we've been pretty good, man. Um, you know, the first four games, you know, we've been guarding the three-point line pretty good. You know, yesterday against Oakland, you know, their best player was, you know, four for 17. So we've gotten out contested shots. I think offensively um, we got a ways to go. But that's, you know, that's going to be how it is early in the season, especially with what we had four freshmen starting at one point. So, um, you know, offensively we're going to keep getting better as the season goes along. Um, if, if we can keep it up defensively like this, like we are, 
um, I think we'll be in good shape and the offense will, um, you know, come along. So um, just got to keep going hard and, and, and these young guys will keep getting better as the season goes along as well. From a guard perspective, you know, Tyus Battle seems okay. Yeah. You know, he's scored 18 points every yeah. game so far this season good. at least. And good. You can see the improvement there. And, you know, we haven't got a big look at Howard Washington Jr. yet. That will come as, as things go along here. I'm kind of curious about Frank Howard's development and what Geno Thorpe brings to the table as somebody who's kind of acclimating himself as a transfer. Yeah, I, I think for Frank, his biggest thing was, you know, he has the talent, he has the physical ability uh, and athletic ability. Him is just being able to read and react. You know, when you come off that pick and roll, is the shot there? Does the guy come up where I make a drop-off pass? So that's a big thing for him and also in transition, being able to make decisions, you know, make a quick decision, get to the bucket. If he steps up, drop it off. Um, as far as Geno, we just need him to get comfortable. Uh, he's a fifth-year guy, you know, being the first year in this type of program. Usually you, you've brought up and, and, and be able to kind of work your way. Um, so he's kind of throwing to the fire a little bit. I think once he gets comfortable, he's, he's, he's a natural scorer. Uh, he can get to the cup and he can make open shots. So it's still early, man. We're going to get guys acclimated, and, um, you know, I think he'll progress as the season goes along. And Pascal, what a game he had against yeah. Oakland on Monday night. You know, what have you seen from his progression? This is a guy that had overcome injury and transfers and just been – waiting for his opportunity and yeah. looked like it, uh, it it came all together. There, as you said, a long way to go, but a yeah. uh, very impressive performance from him Monday night. Absolutely, and you know what? The more you play, the more you get game time, playing reps, um, the more comfortable you get. It's not the same as practice. You know, uh, you can play as much as you want in practice. If you don't get those game reps and, you know, play in front of the crowd and, and that type of environment, you get more comfortable doing that, and you can see it with Pascal. Um, you know, eight blocks, you know, a double-double. I think he had 12 points, 11 rebounds. You know, and yesterday you saw in him, he's he's getting the ball, he's not bringing it down. Yesterday he got it and he, and he went right up. You know, you're seven foot three. Um, if, if you're going to keep it high, they're going to follow you. And, you know, at least you're going to get to the free throw line. So um, Pascal's doing a great job. And if he continue that, you know, he's going to be a big difference in that middle of the zone. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about one more guy. You know, just through the years, yourself included, by the way, you can just see people come on the court and you're like, I see it. Yeah. I see it, but maybe. It's going to take some time for this to really come together. And the right. latest example there is O'Shea Brissett. Mm-hmm. You see the offensive talent. He has said he takes pride in his rebounding, and, and the results have shown there so far. But certainly has some things to work on on the defensive end. He's a freshman, so yeah. you know it's all going to come together slowly but surely. But I wanted to get your assessment of O'Shea and what you think he can, he can accomplish really by the end of this season. How much improvement do you think he can make? Well, I know he can make a ton because just from the summer that I saw him till now, it's it's leaps and bounds. And you know what O'Shea has to do is just just slow it down a little bit. You know, he doesn't have to rush anything. Sometimes I think he gets it and just you know tries to go right one speed right away. Um, again, he's going to have to you know read and react. But you know, you see his natural ability. You see his um, his bounciness. He's he's on the second jump. He's faster than the first guy on his first jump. So. Um, for him, it's, it's just being able to learn the game a little bit more, learn the defense, learn the offense, and, and, and slow down and, and let the game come to him a, bit, a little bit more. Natural, natural ability, he, he's an NBA guy, um, so he'll keep progressing as the season goes along, and um, eventually you'll see, a, you'll see an NBA guy in him for sure. Eric, the coat drive's going on now. Yep. And all the locations you mentioned here at the beginning of the podcast, and it's going on till when, remind us. So the coat drive is going on until December 15th. December 17th, we'll be handing them out at the most. Excellent. So please donate, and you can get all the information at uh, what we said at the beginning here of this podcast, and look on Eric's uh, Twitter feed to get all those locations where you can donate. And best of luck, not only with coaching and being a dad and with the coat drive, but with everything. We really appreciate you joining us here on the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me.
Thanks for listening to the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe in iTunes and look for us on Apple Podcasts to get the latest delivered right to your phone, iPad, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Brent Adams. We'll talk to you next time.